T T B. Music podcast. Okay, I think we're actually go. Are we um, here? I think, I think we are. You would, you would think after all this time I'd know how to work. I, 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 what, you mean the eight years? Eight years we've been yeah. doing this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one for every listener. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of lying in that stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> No, we've lost a couple, like you, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to this anymore. No. I mean, I'm a medal to anyone that does. No. Yeah. Anyway, greetings. Greetings, and welcome to November. <laughs> welcome to the Winterval. The Winterval. Ah, we yes. don't say Christmas. No. Not yet. Uh, so we're back, uh, and as we, I think we said last time, we are doing a new album from new albums from Robert Plant, St. Vincent. Wolf Alice, Shelby Lynn and Alison Mora, Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile, and Squeeze. So we shall begin uh, with uh, the oldest person in the podcast, uh, Robert Prant's 11th solo studio album, um, which is quite difficult one, it means basically just this one actually has just Robert Plant in the title as opposed to Robert Plant and the... And the something. Which has had yeah. quite a few on, on and obviously previously done a couple of country folky record records with Alison Krauss and um, somebody whose name I've now forgotten but never mind anyway on to this particular album Rope Plant Carry Fire uh, is it any good Pete? Yes, I knew you were going to ask me that um, I, I am not. Uh, I was about to say I'm not familiar with Robert Plant's work, but <laughs> you know what I mean. I, 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 honestly, I'm not that familiar with this solo with this solo of exactly. Um, so so reassuring to hear he's dabbled with country before. Um, yeah, this album's alright. It, it's for me. It it passed it passed the time, but it passed the time in a in a in a, in a fruitful way. I quite yeah. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. When when you presented me with said list and said, "Yeah, Robert Plant," I was like, "Really? Okay." Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoyed it much more than that. And in fact, um, I'd say you know, the first half of the album it just sort of rattles along at quite a decent pace. Um, it's a fairly upbeat album as well. I don't know why I thought it would be more ballad or somber driven, but it's not. Yeah. Um, you know, it's up tempo uh, lyrically. It seems fairly up tempo as well. Um, there's only sort of one sort of it kind of it kind of does slow down towards the end, and there is of course the the duet towards the end as well with um, Chrissy Hines. Yeah. Chrissy Hines, thank you. Um, and and there's a there's a, I think it's the carving up the world again, where I think you know it's a little bit politics by numbers, kinda. Um, so uh, which is a point I'm going to refer to, refer to later. The, the, the politics later, later in the, the podcast. podcast. Yes, there might be that might I might revisit that point. Um, but, but all, all in all, it's a it's a decent listener. It's a decent album. If you like country, great. If you like a, just a little bit of you know guitar rock, fine. What do you want? It's Robert Plant. It is. It is Robert Plant, and I think, as one might expect, with uh, if you're at all familiar with his solo career and include and I suppose even his Led Zepp days, um, you've got that mixture of kind of 
I don't know, smoky bluesy rock merging with yeah. that kind of Indian, African, Middle Eastern influences. It has that um, element, yeah. That definitely comes Mystic, through on a, co yeah. uh, on a uh, couple of the tracks particularly. Um, uh, I mean, in agreement with you, I think the album starts really well. I think I think May Queen, New World and Single mm. Song particularly mm. are Very strong. It's a really great yeah. start, start, start to the record. Similar to you, I kind of lose it a bit in the middle. Um, but then I think it finishes strong as well. So from Keep It Hid um, and then the Chrissy Hind uh, duet, duet, which I think is an old 50s tune. Mm. Um, and then Heaven Sent at the end, the end, end as well. So it's kind of... Uh, that classic, really good start, yeah. middle, yeah. really, really, really good ending, and end, ending for me. But uh, overall, I think uh, it's you know it's a, it's a you know what I'm saying. It's a, it's, a, it's a solid album. It's a solid album. It yeah. sacks in the middle like most men his age. Oh, I'm, oh. I'm I'm including ourselves in that sort of <laughs> anything up with a forty, mate. <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on. To the fifth studio album by uh, St. Vincent, otherwise known as Annie Clark, uh, Mass Seduction. Um, we didn't review the last album, although I was a big, big fan you of it. So, 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 so I actually bought you a copy you of it. You actually bought me a copy of the album, and I listened to it uh, instead of listening to whatever it was I was supposed to be listening to that January. Yes. Um, <laughs> a couple of years ago. So I, so I, I am. I think she's. Um, before I say what I think of the album, I think over the last few years she's been one of the more interesting recording artists around um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a world, as they say in, in film films, um, in a world with lots of stuff that just sounds <laughs> the same. Yes. It sounds produced the same as like that. I think at least she tries to do things differently and, try, and tries to bring a, uh, a mix of influences and styles into, yeah. in, into her music and I think that has continued with, with with this record when you've got you you can you've got that kind of influences influences of kind of Prince and Bowie and Talking Heads and mm -hmm. I'd also say bizarrely um, or perhaps not bizarrely the first track particularly Hang On Me starts and I was just reminded really of kind of early Alanis Morissette mm -hmm. in both the kind of delivery and the kind of tone of the song and it's a this is one of my favourite kind of albums in the fact that it's short. It's a 40, 40, 40 minutes long, and I think it does quite a lot within its 40 minutes. As I said, the musically, it kind of there are ebbs and ebbs and flows. Some interesting kind of uh, mixes of kind of highly synth based synth based stuff, and then a couple of kind of nice guitar-y bits. Yeah. Um, and some amusing lyrics as well. Um, so this is I, I like this record. Probably not as much as I liked the previous previous one, but um, it made me smile, and it did what, very sadly, very few albums do these days, which is, is I got through it without being bored at any point. Yeah, um, and it rewards on repeated listening as well. I particularly enjoyed the lyrics to Slow Disco, when you talk mm. about comical lyrics. Yeah. Um, I don't need to slow dance with you to tell you I love you or how I feel. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I get the lyrics right. Um, a very, very familiar uh, review. I think I preferred this one though to the last one. Okay. So there you go. Um, that's my Christmas ruined. Uh, 
it's interesting that you can have tracks like um you know as you say sort of very up tempo uh i'm thinking um mass seduction yeah uh los angeles um as well and uh and then you have happy birthday johnny which just could be dropped in from a different artist yeah one of my favorite tracks in the album yeah it's a really really good track um but what i quite like about the pacing is it sort of brings it up drops it down brings it up drops it down and, and i quite i think that 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 really helps and the fact it rattles along in 40 minutes is just you know it's a bonus yes. um no i really enjoyed i mean for me the influences were obviously more on the electro pop scale i heard them all all the artists that you've heard me quote over eight years they're all in there <laughs> um uh, yeah, I was going to throw Lady Tron into the mix, but I think more mm. musically rather than than vocally, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's it's a really interesting album. It's uh, you could just it's it's just got it's got innovation running through it. Um, I, mean, I don't know if you saw this. She was on Graham Norton the other night, and no, and she was enough. carrying a, a sort of a lightweight guitar that that she'd invented. Okay. And I just thought. Okay, there's, there's obviously there's that fine line between um, uh, really dedicated to the cause and perhaps a little bit pretentious. Yes. Now I, I had her on the dedicated to the cause line. Yes, yeah, so we got a recent a recent live live gigs have divided critics quite yeah. starkly because because it was literally just her backing track and guitar guitar, guitar mm. for the whole thing. So there, was, there were lots of people that thought it was still brilliant regardless. Yeah. Uh, and then but there were also. Uh, Critics and fans alike who yeah. felt shortchanged the fact that there wasn't actually a band playing no. the, playing the music and it, it literally just was yes. uh, standing on stage with the guitar well, and the huge backing track playing the whole tunes. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's very much how she performed on TV. There was a definite um, um, oh yeah, the Rob, Robert Palmer sort of yeah vibe, you know, with the the hair and the girls. She does yeah, have that yeah. kind of vibe anyway. Yeah, she does. Yeah, um, but anyway, that's by the by. Um, as for this album, yeah, really enjoyed it. Really good. So moving, uh, moving to the UK, and the second album by uh, indie band Wolf Alice, uh, Visions of Life. Uh, the first album was very well received by the critics and uh, by, actually did quite well, um, I think sales wise as well, quite good, charted quite well in the UK as well. Um, it fell in between our kind of... <laughs> Reviewing Did it now. Things. Um, <laughs> this one has got the, got its timing right or timing wrong. <laughs> we shall find out very very short shortly. So, Peter, <laughs> Wolf, Wolf, Wolf Alice is this, is this one of those classic great British indie albums we we've been waiting for, or just another? Yeah, it's a British indie album. The former. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed this record. Um, I I. Again, I listened to this one three or four times. Um, you know, I squeezed in an extra listen when I had time. For me, this uh, uh, it it just again it's sort of classic indie but updated. Yeah. Um, so very much, you know, very much in a sort of um, it, it operates in the same space as, as bands like Always and so on. Although obviously sounds very different. Mm. Um, and again pop the electro pops in there um you just gave me a little interesting fact before we came on um because i think there's a couple of tracks in particular don't delete the kisses which i really enjoyed it's a kind of almost like a stream of and it's not the only one because there's a one that follows it 
shortly afterwards sort of almost deli- the lyrics delivered in a kind of stream of consciousness kind of way yes um very reminiscent of very early nine inch nails records in that sort of kind of spoken word these are my thoughts these are my mm. musings um, yeah i hadn't thought about that yeah uh, which was sort of the, so that that appealed that appealed to me um and and, and actually very <laughs> says a man in his 40s very relatable to <laughs> what this 20 something is clearly going through i remember being young <laughs> you know um no but yeah it, it, it very much being it, it very do it very much and a girl it very much captured um that sort of that sort of you know what it's like what it's like to be young what it's like to be in love what it's like to be famous and well i didn't know about that but you know um what mm. it's like to have all these things thrust upon you um and also what it's like to rock out there's some as well as the sort of deeper stuff there was just some classic indie tunes on here as well with like loud guitars and such indeed there are yeah uh, so yeah no, i really enjoyed this album um i enjoyed it but a bit less than you did um which is not to say that i didn't think it was an interesting record because I, I i agree with you that um i think this does show for, for anyone that's actually heard their debut album this does show a growth in their sound and mm. in their their, their, their song, songwriting because it isn't all again a bit in a way i suppose a bit like the previous album we just discussed it has the advantage of not being a one-note record it is very much because you start off with that whole kind of dreamy mm. kind of indie pop sound of, of heavenward and then you're going to go into the beautiful kind of uh, punk indie yeah. rock of punk. kind of yuck, fu, yuck yeah. fu, which is just yeah. marvellous. Um, and as you say, there are a couple of times when that happens, when you can go from one to the to the other. So um, I think in the middle of the album, Formidable, Formidable Cool, um, yes. one of my favourite tracks on the, rec- on, yes. on, the, on the album, yeah, it's good. comes to the end. And that's just a classic slice of proper mm. indie music. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I I liked it. Uh, I will probably give it some more listens to see if I end up liking it more than than than, than I do at the moment. I like it, but I like it kind of just in a kind of yeah. I like. You like it. I like where they're going. Yeah. And I would. I like enough of it that I would certainly be interested in finding out where they go on albums. Yeah. Today already. Absolutely. Even if I didn't listen to anything else. Yeah. Moving on to the first of our uh, two duet albums. I suppose you could call them. Um, as is Shelby Lynn and Alison Moore are not dark yet. Uh, it seems weird saying this is their debut debut album because um, you know it might be the only album that they, they, they ever ever make. But it is an album that certainly fans of both and country fans in general have been hoping they would make for for years. Um, for those who don't don't know, they are sisters and. The album they've chosen to make now come together is is basically a covers record uh, produced by Teddy Thompson, and it's an interesting choice of covers they've decided to cover too. It has to be said. So we've we've got the Killers, Bob Dylan, who gives his the album its song title, uh, Tans Van Zant, Jason Isbell, Mill Haggard, Nick Cave, Nirvana, um, and there's only one original track on the record, which is the final track. And I'd like to start. I'd, I'd start with that one particularly because it's, it's for anyone that knows the kind of history of the sisters in general, it's it's lyrically and musically the most interesting because it's, it's about that kind of identifying with how another member of your 
family or someone you're close to is feeling about about, about things and and shared experiences and that kind of a and the emotion that only someone shared that thing can understand because when they were young back when I think when I think Lynn was 17 and uh, Maura was 14 their father shot their mother dead and then turned on himself and, and committed suicide so they've been kind of carrying that <laughs> extra baggage over the years in their in their music as solo artists and stuff like that and I think that comes through quite a lot in the in the is it too much uh, the final final track I shouldn't say, despite the fact that that's quite gloomy, the album isn't actually that gloomy, even though it is very much a kind of a country record. And in fact, so much so that I mean, my list, which kicks the album off, the killer song, which is on Samstown. Here, you're thinking it's almost like it was written to be a kind of mm. country music duet, almost. Yeah, it just fits so perfectly into that kind of style of style of music and suits their voices very well. Elsewhere, some of it's a bit hit and miss, I have to say. I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of the album gen, gen, generally, but I think some of it works better, better than others. Uh, I like the cover of Not Dark Yet, um, which is one of my favourite Dylan songs. Also, Lungs by Towns Van Zandt, which has been a favourite song of mine, and it's a good version of that. The cover of uh, Caves in My Arms is good. Less songed on the cover of uh, Lithium, it has to be said, uh, which I think kind of falls, seemingly falls between uh, indecision of to either kind of go full rocky with it or to, to really strip it out and just do it totally totally acoustic. Seems to they seems to have decided along with Teddy Thompson to kind of go for somewhere in between and for me doesn't quite work. But overall again it's another short album, rattles along. If you're a fan of either artist or both artists, which I am anyway because uh, I happen to think both of them have got terrific voices, then it's it's a again a, a solid album of covers. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with much of what you said. Um, I did find it hit and miss, to be honest. Um, and in that way, I could never really, even after two or three lessons, I could never really sort of really get under the skin of it. Um, I mean, beginning with that last track again, I actually think that's the strongest one on here. Mm. Um, and it's quite it's quite telling, I suppose, that you know obviously with the songwriting talent and a, a decision to do an album almost of covers that actually yes. the one song they've written is probably the best song on the album <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion um where it perhaps differ from you is i actually quite like the cover of lithium <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't dislike it no. i just think that it could have been yes i i i i, I know could have done more with it i know yeah and obviously into my arms which precedes that as well is 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 so it, it, it kind of converse to most of our reviews this album ends really well for me <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't familiar with the Jason Isbell song but there it is yeah I think it's one that uh, him and his wife wrote, wrote for uh, I think uh, a British documentary oh, actually. Okay. But then, so I don't think it ever made it onto right. any album cool yeah, and as you say it starts 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 fine with, with the killers and you're absolutely right that felt very natural as a country mm. sort of song so yeah there you go, that's my review. Okay, moving on to an, uh, another partnership. Uh, Australian Courtney Barnett and American Kurt Vile. Um, again, 
this is inter interesting one not sure how they came to come about but both of the uh, vials previous album was very well critically received as was uh, Barnett's and I think actually she was nominated for International Brit in 2016 for okay. her debut album um, but anyway they've come together to make an album which uh, as far as I was reading is a essentially a mixture of stuff that they've written for this project with also some songs from their previous albums that they've decided to rework for this album and then there's a cover at the end that seems fitting so does this work Pete? <laughs> yes <laughs> yes I, I thought this worked much better than the previous album <laughs> no it works for me fine um particularly i was i was intrigued to learn obviously that they kind of uh, this album contains uh, covers within covers <laughs> in that they um yes. they cover each other's tracks yes. at some point as well um so that that's that's quite quite cool particularly i particularly like her version of peeping tom by him yes you know, which I, is I, brilliant yeah i thought that was really good um now this this for me is is yeah i, I actually this one doesn't start well for me at all Really? Um, oh. Yeah, no, it kind of feels like, you know, again, it sort of it feel, feels very much like they're sort of establishing that relationship in the studio. No, no, you might like that because you might like the insight and 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 how that all fits together. Uh, for me, I, this album I thought grew as it mm. went on, um, and I found that, that it just felt more settled. And if they obviously work really well together, uh, but I found that 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 got better. As yes. the album went forward so for me it was a bit of a shaky start but then it sort of grew and grew and grew and it obviously ends brilliantly yes a very good belly cover at the end yes yes um i love this record yeah this was this this was the surprise of the yeah podcast yeah. for yeah. me by i agree with that um a long way i i first even from first listen i was hooked on this um yeah. the kind of combination of their their, their voices which her voice is uh, reminded me a lot of um, early Liz Fair, and his uh, reminded me of a guy whose name I can't can't remember, but it was the lead singer of a band called Green on Red mm. um, back in the eighties. And so they're both, you know, in a way, both neither of them are what you would call classically great singers. No. However, the combination of their voices works really well in this kind of. Lo-fi-ish indie-ish yeah. uh, thing. I, 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 I think it starts great as well. Over everything and let it go. I mean, what I like about those those first two tracks um, that makes it quite funny for me is the fact that both songs are kind of about they're both sort of conversations with each other about how you write songs. Yes, and how they go about everything. And, I, and yeah. there's a lot in there that was. I thought quite funny as well as musically, yeah. music, musically um, enjoyable, um, and then actually one of my uh, the third track on the album, which is a song written by I believe her wife, um, is possibly my favourite track on the al album. Fear, Fear is like a forest, which I just has been again growing mm -hmm. on me and growing with more and more. More heard it. Yeah. I agree also with you that uh, the, the cover of Peeping, the cover if you call it that, the cover, the, the, yeah. the, 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 now, her taking the lead on Peeping Tom yeah. um, is genius, frankly, and followed by Untoge Untogether, the belly cover at the, at the end. Mm. 
means that that once again actually we've had we've had um, it's bizarrely I have to say we've pretty much had a, a, a week of a week a month of mm-hmm. well ending records yes um, well I would say we have one to go then um, but yes yeah, so over, overall I really really like 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 to rate this record and um, it has uh, made me certainly more interested to go and check out the back catalogues of of both of both artists yeah yeah of course um, so yeah big thumbs up for me wow. so go. we finish with uh, South East London's finest uh, hello to Neil hope you're feeling better uh, Squeeze okay. the Knowledge 15th studio album <coughs> yes um, they have a very ardent fan base as you know and uh, and just so you know before before I ask you for your review uh, Neil does have uh, the proverbial boycott of the podcast threatening <laughs> this review, so I just like put that out. Front. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought he said it was rubbish. <laughs> now I'll tell you, I'll give you his review when we're done. <laughs> so what did you think? <laughs> um, this was this was really weird. I, I put I, I put this album on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and got to the end of the opening track Innocence is Par- Paradise uh, and I was sat there thinking Christ that was dull <laughs> and, uh, and and that, and that kind of like stuck with me uh, for the whole of the first listen and I was I was I was, I was kind of fighting this album on mm. first listen I have to confess mm-hmm. um, so you know there's a but coming here yeah uh, and, and there is a but coming here because I have to say the opening track Innocence is Paradise is by far my favourite track on the album, and one of my f- and is currently ranking up as one of my favourite tracks of the year at the moment. Yeah. Um, repeated listens clearly make the uh, make the album better, and you kind of get more I- get more into it. It, it. it is that what you expect from Difford and Tilbrook, I suppose. Um, Chris Difford's lyrics have always been one of the driving forces. Behind, behind the behind the band, humour and insightfulness and stuff like that. Um, so you have songs on this al- album called A and E, which is about you know, the NHS, supporting the NHS. Uh, Rough Ride, which is about about growing up in London and how your kids can't afford to, to the stuff you could ha- have, you know, being afford a house, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So there's all the kind of social comment comments comment stuff, and even Final Score, which is talking about you know. Um, Child abuse. All that, all three of those things, songs, particularly lyrically, verge almost on manic street preachery. Preachery. Preachery, and going <laughs> just too over the top to kind of get the point without being too preachery. I think they just about stay on the right side, but it's closer than I would have expected. Mm. Than band mm-hmm. re- re- really. Um, that's it. That that's it. That said, they are quite funny. Not as funny as um, uh, "Please Be Upstanding," obviously, uh, which deals with erectile dysfunction. Just to prove to prove that the humour is still there. <laughs> and and there's lovely. There's also this lovely moments in the, the, the album as well. I mean, it's, it's um, I see it's rough ride, isn't it? Where you've got the the Lucian and Greenwich. 
NHS mm. choir singing on mm. sing, singing on that that and there's um, some kind of opry type stuff going on there as well, which is quite interesting. And also, I think it's uh, I'm not sure which track it is, but one of the tracks near the end might be uh, Albatross or Elmer's End gives a nod to Lewisham as well. And um, and is it Departure Lounge? Departure Lounge, which I think might possibly be a future single, which has a certain bowiness to it, particularly yes. as it goes on. Um, so I think overall, not certainly not the best squeeze album ever, but considering considering the history and where they where where they are, actually a pretty decent effort. Yeah, very good. I'll take that. I don't know if Neil will. Maybe I'll say some kind things. Um, so, I, I I actually enjoyed this more than I thought I would on first listen, mm. and actually on second listen enjoyed it further. Um, completely agree the, with what you said around some of the more political stuff. Uh, it's all fine and good, and and of course there are things right now in the world that need to be said, and they're all credit to them they're saying them um but actually this album was stronger when it was dealing with more of the humor and dealing with more of the upbeat commentary rather than you know going too down too down the political by numbers as i said at the start of the podcast well, except for patchouli which is quite okay but i quite like patchouli really <laughs> yeah i like patchouli oh, God, yeah. see for me i agree with you innocence in paradise was a bit meh on the first listen so actually a patchouli sort of dragged me in in a way um so i don't mind sitting this like that what what is quite interesting is uh as i say the ardent fan base um have have, have quite split over this apparently mm. um and uh and i think tr traditionally um obviously glenn tilbrook has sort of mastered the the, the, the music and and the presentation of the band and 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 differed the lyrics. Yes. Uh, but I think I think the fancy this was more of a Tilbrook album, sort of creeping in. Um, so I'm not going to pass that off as my own knowledge. That's that's thank you Neil. Um, so so I think that's probably where more of the political stuff is coming from as well. So that's kind of left to a split in the fan base. That said, um, Neil loves it. And I hope my brother-in-law is feeling better. Second and I hope he's still listening after that. Well, yeah. Yeah. So no, I enjoyed. Overall, he's been fast forwarding. Uh, overall, <laughs> overall, really enjoyed that more than I thought I would. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, it's I a good agree. Album. I, I, I was concerned that it might be. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. But actually, overall, it's pretty sound, solid. Mm. Pretty solid in a good way. Solid in a good way. The yeah. good solid. Yeah. yeah. Thumbs up solid. Rather the thumbs than up solid. Thumbs We've established that this solid. year. Yeah. We can do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Courtney Barnett Kurt Vile album is that your favourite? Probably is because because of the surprise. Ooh. Um, but yeah, so th although the St Vincent album will probably be also there. I'd, I'd I'd say both of those are popping, but for me, I think Wolf Alice just takes it, Ooh. just nicks it there. Right, that's the end of another one. We'll be back at some point. Yeah. Depending when. <laughs> when I've sold this bloody house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could be recording the Christmas podcast in January. <laughs> that, despite the fact we still had to get another podcast in before then. Well, I, think, hey, I, think, I think I think last time I appealed for someone to buy my house. Um, now I'm just appealing for someone to, to, to work with me to speed things up. Yeah. 
So if we have time, next time we will try <laughs> we will try and do the Battle of the Gallagher's. Yep. Liam versus Noel. Uh, and maybe Miss Swift's latest oh, yes. record, which is yes. due out in the next week, a couple of weeks. Gosh. And then also try and ca catch up with a handful of albums that have been critically praised this year that we totally ignored. Just so we can go, oh yeah, listen to those. Awesome. Anyway, until then. Riveting. I'll see you then.